Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the shirts all sparkly. Thank you, Clint. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. <laughs> The glory holds like a, a like dick theater of a magic your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. Uh, we're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another week here at By the By. Hello, hello. How is everybody out there doing? Amazing. Excellent. Good to hear it. <laughs> we are coming off of a delightfully lovely long weekend. Yeah, it's been really <sighs> good. Very busy. Yes. Social, it's, but it's been good. It has been packed full since Thursday night. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a good weekend. Very good. Let's see. What do we have coming up? We have... It's only a few short weeks until the greatest holiday ever, and that mm-hmm. is Halloween. Uh, and then <laughs> shortly thereafter that, we have our trip to far north Queensland with Escape to the Tropics that yes. we are doing alongside the lovely humans over at Exclusively RHP. We are now like 95% sold out. Yep. So if you have been waffling or pancaking or muffining, you have to decide and get your tickets to go with us up to far north Queensland. It's going to be great. Yeah, very much look forward to it. Yes. There's a number of events. There's a few dress-up things, like costume kind of dress-up types things. There's going to be a live podcast. There's going to be a couple of workshops. It's going to be fun. Yeah. A lot of sexiness. The gentleman's going to be there. So it's going to be I mean, that's why people are going there. They don't care about us. No. They're going to see Ray and Jackie and the gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> going to be an amazing time. If this is something that sounds like something that you and your partner would like to do, definitely go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au and go to the events page. You can link in through there or you can go to uh, www.exclusivelyrhp. Com. You can find out all the information at one of those two sites. Yeah. Huge shout out as well to our brilliant and beautiful Discord members. Our community is amazing and keeps growing each week. And uh, yeah, I think we got uh, four new members over the past couple of weeks, which is really nice. We definitely appreciate it. And if you want to be one of those new voices in our chat, all you have to do is support us at any level on patreon.com slash by the by podcast. And uh, yeah, we will, it's like auto magic. I don't even know how it works. Angela set it up. You just click, click, click and boom, there you are. And suddenly you're talking with us and all of our brilliant friends in our discord servers. Yeah. Come join us. It's a good place to be. Uh, For everybody out there who has been asking, when's the next pendulum? 
we're working on it. I need to <laughs> talk to Jess as soon as I get, uh, as soon as I get my ass in gear, I'll make sure I know when it is. Yep. And we'll let you know. But in the put meantime, you can check, uh, put it on your calendar for February 17th. We definitely, I know it's a ways away, but we definitely have a pendulum party coming up then. Yeah. All right. That's all the housekeeping stuff that I had. Fantastic. That was awesome. Past. I know. That's what she said. Speed through it. Yeah. I just <laughs> kind of plowed through it. I'm like, hey, you like that? Good. Me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, um, what are we going to chat about? Chat about. about. What could we English? I'm it's a good thing. I'm done. I mean, I was so yeah. smooth and now I'm all tripping over my words. I was gonna say, I, I don't know that we can chap about anything, but we can have a chat. Well, if we chap about it and mm-hmm. we want to keep it around, is that making a chapstick? Ah uh-huh, ha uh-huh, ha, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe. Clever, clever. Clever boy. <laughs> so the topic I wanted to discuss today is one that has come up from time to time on our Discord chat. We've mm-hmm. had questions about it on emails and things like that. And and maybe not necessarily directly this way, but bits and pieces and kind of definitely circuitously around it. But then it was also recently for Buy Plus Visibility Week this past year. I mean, it's past month, realistically. The Buy Plus Collective Australia did a webinar presentation that they called Cleverly Passing By. Yeah. Uh, but basically the topic was being bisexual in a straight presenting relationship. And so I think that'll be up on YouTube at some point. They had some panelists that they had on to discuss it. And it was actually really good. But it, you know, got me thinking that we have definitely had a lot of questions about this. It's something we've touched on here and there over the years. Mm-hmm. But we, I don't think we've really dedicated an episode to it. And so I think it could be good for us to discuss, you know, what it's like for us to be bisexual in a relationship that to the outside world looks to be straight. Yeah, that makes sense. So ultimately, we would be spilling the tea. On bisexuality. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to start by, I'm going to read aloud the definition of bisexuality from Robin Oaks, because we really like her definition of bisexuality. Yes, I will say this is my favorite of all the definitions of bisexuality. I call myself bisexual because I acknowledge that I have in myself the potential to be attracted romantically and or sexually to people of more than one gender, not necessarily at the same time, not necessarily in the same way and not necessarily to the same degree. For me, the bi and bisexual refers to the potential for attraction to people with gender similar and different from my own. So I like that. And I wanted to kind of get that out there in the beginning. It's a really good definition because it it talks about attraction, different levels of attraction, doesn't have to be a physical relationship, that kind of thing. Yeah. And when we say bisexuality, we're looking at the overarching sort of uh, umbrella for Mm -hmm. things like omnisexual, pansexual, yeah. multisexual, and looking at the way I agreed. Uh, for me, I always use the Robin Oaks definition, mm-hmm. meaning, yes, I am attracted to two genders, those that are like mine and those that aren't like mine. Yeah. That's technically two. Yeah, that's true. That's right. <laughs> so let's go back to... The future? No. Damn it. We're going to go back to the past. Artie! When you first realized... That you were bisexual, you were in a, again, a straight presenting relationship. Yes. So how did you know that you were bisexual? Wow. Because the outside world and like, you know, monosexual thinking would say that you're heterosexual. Yes. Right? Yes. But at some point there, something changed and you realized that, no, actually I'm not. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a good question. Um, for me, I think it started... 
I always kind of equate it to a a snowball rolling down a snowy mountain, right? So there were little things along the way that just kept picking up. And at some point it hit me that this was more than just a curiosity, more than just a passing phase. And I guess it would start with the porn I consumed and then how I consumed it. Then it was even the way I saw other relationships uh, that were still monogamous relationships, but were same sex relationships and seeing that, oh, this, this is something both in media or in friends around us, seeing that and going, oh yeah, this, this also makes sense. So it was a, definitely a slow burn, but Mm -hmm. at some point you sort of say, yeah, I'm married to a female bodied person, but I am not just attracted to this person. Yeah. I guess, or this gender. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say for me, it was very similar. I don't know. I mean, not really. Because, <laughs> like, on the surface. I love I, it. For me, it was completely the same. Actually, it was totally different. <laughs> well, on the surface, I would say it's similar in that, you know, I was, I was married to a man. And, and I think it was around that time that I realized that bisexuality was a thing because I had been attracted to women before. But, you know, society, society in particular and in in media, you see a lot of threesomes and you see a lot of it's almost expected that women will be attracted to women. Mm. And so I I didn't really think that it was anything. I thought that all women were like, I just thought it was a normal thing. And I didn't really think of it as a sexual thing or a sexual identity type of thing. And so, yeah, it wasn't until I really first heard the term bisexual in media, like seeing it actually represented and they'd be like, oh, well, what's that? And it's like, oh, and then I think back to my experiences and, and attractions and things like that. And it was like, oh, actually that explains a lot, (laughs) but I didn't even know it was a possibility because again, in our monosexual society, I thought you either had to be gay or straight. Like I didn't realize that there was this vast in between. Yeah. And so, yeah, for me, it was, it was first seeing it in media and then Realizing that, you know, yes, I'm attracted to people of different genders, of all genders, but at the same time, like, you know, that, that it's not, like you said, it's not just a passing thing. And in, when I look back and think about other relationships I've had in the past, it's like, oh, well, that really explains it a lot. And, you know, in whether there's physical relationship or not, it's, it's that attraction to. And, and I think that's important to remember is that, you know, that, that you don't have to act on it, right? Yeah. But I think it was just being aware of the fact that bisexuality exists that first kind of made me think about like, oh, yeah, well, actually, that that explains a lot. And I started to feel better about like, OK, now now I understand myself a bit more. Yeah. And look, I, I'm a firm believer that everybody, no matter how heterosexual you are, can look at somebody and say, yes, they are an attractive specimen or not. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be bisexual or homosexual to look at somebody of the same gender as you and go, yes, they look attractive. Yeah. And the argument to that would be when we get our hair cut or we do our facial hair or we wear clothes, oftentimes we're trying to emulate someone. Why? Why are we trying to emulate Mm -hmm. them? Because we recognize on some level that they're attractive and we're wanting to, this isn't the only reason, but this is, I'm going to say probably the main reason we want to make the best uh, us ourselves that we can. And so we think that by emulating somebody 
that we find attractive, then we will, the ipso facto, become more attractive. You'll be more attractive. Yeah. Now that makes absolute sense. And I think that's a really good point to raise is that you don't have to, because you find someone of the same gender attractive doesn't necessarily mean that you're bisexual. Correct. Yeah. But what I, what we're saying, I'm, I'm assuming this is what you're saying as well is that this wasn't something like for me, I've always been an ass man. I remember mm. very early on in my relationship with previous partner that we would be walking along and be like walking behind a couple and going, holy shit, both of their asses look amazing. Yeah. Like they're just both amazing. And so it didn't matter to me mm-hmm. what the gender was. It was that that ass looks awesome. <laughs> dad ass. Dad, dad ass. <laughs> dad ass. Dad ass. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's dad ass. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm okay with that too. I love dad ass. Anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then I guess the thing is the next step is once you realize that you're bisexual or you think that you're bisexual and, and you're in this relationship that appears to be straight to others outside of it, then you have to think about like, do you need to come out? Do you want to come out? To what degree do you want to? Many people have family, they have kids, parents, community, work, all different, you know, relationships outside of their their primary partner's relationship. And I think it's really, really important to think about, do you need to come out for yourself? Do you want to come out for yourself? Do you not? You don't necessarily need to. And I I think, you know, while it's good, and and we definitely think it's important that there is visibility in different areas and in different spaces in life. At the same time, just because you may have children or maybe whatever you do for work, you may not necessarily feel safe to or feel like you can come out. And I think managing that privacy and, and you know, keeping yourself safe and keeping your family safe doesn't mean you're hiding. Yeah. And I think that's really important because some people will say, I feel like I need to come out because I don't want to hide. But there could be good reasons why you may or may not be able to be public about your sexuality. Yeah. And just to add to that, I think if you were to go back and listen to our entire lexicon of podcasts, (laughs) you would hear how, you know, what we've been doing this now for six years. Yeah, Uh, I will admit that past Bradford, or as we like to call him, Pastford, was not necessarily right. Mm. I'm not saying I was wrong. I'm just saying (laughs) I wasn't necessarily right. And I think in the past, I was very encouraging of people coming out. And I've as I've gotten older and maybe a little more mellow, I have realized that it, you're right. It is completely individual. And I think that you don't have to come out. It's not important, but there are things that you can do that are actually even more important than coming out. Mm -hmm. And for me, that would be being a supportive ally. So I'm going to coin a new phrase. We've all seen articles, I'm sure, about quiet quitting, where Mm. we stop doing work after 5 p.m. and don't really start doing work until 8 a.m. And there's this huge uproar about, is that right or wrong? Hashtag, it is correct. Don't work outside of your hours. Every time you do, you dilute your value. Anyway, but I want to call it something like quiet coming out. And what that means is you can do whatever you want to make yourself both available and and to make yourself feel like you're showing your pride mm-hmm. without actually saying, hey, I'm bi, I'm gay, whatever, I'm pan, I'm, I'm poly, whatever. And so whether that means that you're 
glasses are purple or your socks have rainbows or you wear a trans flag pin on your jacket, whatever it looks like to you, that is enough. And if people get it and with some of the coding, people will get it. If mm -hmm. you wear, you know, if your colors are always blue, purple and, and pink, people may say, hey, you always wear the bi flag or your watch face, whatever. But it, you don't have to be one of those shouted on the rooftop people. What you do always have to be is a safe space for people to talk to. And mm -hmm. you have to be one of those people that either speaks up when others are putting folks down or you become a, a beacon for people to come to. You will be protective yeah. of them. Just because you're protective doesn't necessarily mean you're coming out, right? Right. Um, I think there are many straight people and gay people out there who are very protective of our bisexual allies and then, or our bisexual friends, and then also always be protective of trans folks. Yeah. That's just, that's an aside, but I mean, <laughs> just be a nice person. Don't be, don't be an <laughs> asshole. Yeah. And when we're talking about coming out too, again, you know, to the degree that you feel like you need to, and um, it might change over time, right? So at the beginning, you may not feel like you really can or want to. And then years down the road, that could change. Absolutely. And, but life changes. Our situations change. And Clearly, like, I've changed my attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I used to be like, oh, if you can come out, you should come out. If you yeah. can come out, you should. No, no. I think being supportive and protective is mm -hmm. more important than coming out. Yeah. And waving a flag. Yeah. And if you have children, you know, the, the question is, do you express your sexuality to your children? And how is that different based on the age of children? Because if you have very young children... You know, you might make a decision to either do it while they're young and raise them very aware of different sexualities, or you may choose not to, uh, again, depending on where you live. And so I think, you know, also the other thing to consider is if you're telling your children and the age of the children, you may want to tell the rest of your family because children often tell things. <laughs> so <laughs> keep right. that in mind. Um, but, you know, depending on where you live as well, like if you're in a small town or in certain cultures where it's not necessarily accepted or, you know, where it would be looked down upon, you would be judged. So think about, like, if you were to come out to some degree, how does that affect your partner? And what assumptions do others then have about you and your partner based upon that? Yeah. Because also depending on how open-minded your community is, that, you know, they may make certain assumptions about your relationship that will very likely be false. But then how does that affect how you're treated, included, lives of yourself and your kids and that type of thing? Um, but yeah, I, I very much agree with a lot of what you just said there. And I think as well, when, when you think about like, I'm just kind of rambling here for a second. Rambling is great. <laughs> I love it. When you pontificate, it's awesome. But, Go for it. But when you think about like the assumptions that other people make about you and your relationship, let's say you come out as bisexual and then, and you live in a small town and then people start talking about you and your partner and, oh, maybe they don't have a good relationship or maybe they're this, that, whatever. But who knows what people say? And But then I guess the question is, how does that affect you and your mental health? And are you okay to ignore it? Are you the kind of person that wants to stand up and fight it and correct them every time? What kind of toll does that take? You know, you have to think about like the kind of the consequences of both coming out and not coming out. And what does that do to your mental health and which one are you willing to, which path are you willing to go down and, and how does that affect you? Yeah. And also you have to think about as well, when you're talking about like coming out in your community and things like that, you know, do you come out at work? And we know many workspaces where it's not really safe to, I would say teachers, childcare workers, et cetera. Mm. Um, 
certain, say, if you're in, in politics, law, who knows, things like that. Like, you know, it, it may or may not be safe for you to do so, or you may not be able, be comfortable to or feel like you can. And, and I think that that's okay. But at the same time, like you were talking about, like any small ways that you can express allyship even, especially like I think about like teachers and, and people who deal with kids, because we don't want to see our children's teachers as sexual beings. But at the same time, they are role models for our children, right? Yeah. I say ours. We don't have kids, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But your kids see these people every day and and you want that to be accepting and to be a positive space for them. And so I think, you know, like you said, to do anything you can to show that you're an ally in any small ways that you can. And some people may pick up on it. Some people may not. Uh, One thing I saw ages ago now when I exercise at the park and it's around the oval, the sports oval. And there was, I don't know, some sports thing going on in the Oval. And there was one of the parents was picking up their kid and he had a tote bag and it had bicolors on it. Mm. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. But again, if you know, you know, and if you don't, you don't. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think the other way that you can do it. And like you've mentioned as well, I think you touched on this was if you hear comments and think people say things. Just kind of correcting their words and just be like, you know, do you really think about what you said? Or, you know, maybe you should try this instead. Just finding the little ways if you don't feel like you can come out either in your community, your workspace or family even. Yeah. Yeah. Family especially. Mm-hmm. Families can be tough. Yeah. So then if you decide to come out, even if it's in a small way, even if it's just to your partner, maybe it's just, you know, you and your partner and that's a thing that you keep to yourself. Additionally, you know? just before we dive into this is who do you come out to? Right. Yeah. And so I think this is sort of a, a, maybe a corollary to what you were just talking about, but do you come out to your partner, a close friend, mm. the whole family, the world, or even just your pet, right? <laughs> Sometimes pets are great to talk to and they, they don't care. So if you come out to your pet, that's also absolutely okay. Yeah. They'll still lick you in the face. That's true. Probably. Probably. If yeah. they already licked you before, they'll Unless stay. it's a fish. That might be weird. I mean. Fish don't really lick you in the face. I don't know if you stick your face down in the tank. I don't know. Maybe. I've never <laughs> stuck my face into a fish tank full of fish. Right. <laughs> if you have a mole, they might think it's food. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, if you decide to come out, then... My next question for you, Bradford, is how do you find or how does finding community, because let's be realistic, many of us, if we're learning something about ourselves, I mean, it's almost like picking up a new hobby, right? You want to find other people who are like-minded and other people who do the same thing. (laughs) But how do you find that community and how does that affect your relationship with your partner? And that's, that's interesting. So then the question becomes, how did your partner take it when you came out to them, right? So if... This could go one of multiple ways, but we'll take the three extremes, which is super supportive, super unsupportive, or super neutral. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if your partner says, this is great, you're finding out who you are, but still like we're together, then woohoo, that's great. So um, I think how your partner reacts, if you've come out, whoever you've come out to, however they react, will sort of direct you and how, how you behave. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that from, since a partner is likely the most important person you would come out to, then if they're super neutral, that can be as bad or worse, I think, than if they don't take it well. Mm -hmm. Because if they, if their response is, you know, big fucking deal, 
this literally changes nothing. Mm -hmm. I almost would rather my partner go, I don't know how to handle this. I'm not sure I like it. Then I don't care. Yeah. Because at least if you're going to have an opinion about something, fucking be passionate about it. And neutrality is not passion. That And that, which to me says that ultimately you're not passionate about me. And you can be, if you're going to be angry and say, how could you be this way? Mm. That means that they feel like they're losing something. So again, there's passion there. So I think that having a neutral response, this also is out there to all the partners, having a neutral response is, a, is probably, the, feels the worst mm -hmm. because that means that nothing's going to change. I don't care. Yeah. Um, if your partner is, let's say, not supportive, then the question is, you're right. What do you do? How do you handle it? Mm -hmm. You might find support groups and there are plenty of, and I, I say this with a uh, walk softly and carry a big stick. Uh, there are plenty of groups on Facebook, on Reddit that are people who are bisexual, but their partners don't accept them. They are often toxic, toxic locations. I would be more apt to try to meet people in face-to-face -face in person, which again, you might be able to find those folks through Facebook and Reddit, but yeah. Also though, you can find communities through, there are resources like, you know, Acon and different nonprofit groups and things that support people in other ways the, I'm sure they can find ways to connect you with others and, and local support groups and things like that. Obviously the, the bigger population areas that you live in, the easier that's going to be. Yeah. But, but many of the places do, uh, online yeah. meetups via Skype, zoom, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are remote. Yeah. And if you are further away from somewhere, but still within travelable distance, like I know the, the Sydney by plus visibility group, you know, they have meetups, I don't know, say monthly or whatever, but they'll just have a picnic in the park. And so if you're able to take a weekend and go in and do something like that, you know, just try to see what's around in groups, even if you have to go outside a little bit further away to find support. Also, support doesn't necessarily need to look like, you know, meeting people online, meeting strangers online and, you know, getting support from them. It can be a local support group amongst your best friends. Like yeah. if you have one or two good friends and and you just, you know, you come out to them and let them know that, hey, I might need to talk to you from time to time or maybe I don't know how to feel. If you're going to counseling, if you're seeing a therapist, that's that's a support network. So I think, you know, like you said, talking to your pet, that can be support. Sometimes yeah. just venting, not getting answers necessarily, but just venting can be really helpful. Yeah, I think that we need to remember that we are nothing more than tea kettles. And sometimes we just have to whistle into the air <laughs> to let off steam. And that's absolutely OK. But in I'm going to say, I can't believe this is coming from me. Oh, God damn. People are going to be like, who, who dis? Wait, wait, where are we going with this one? Just wait. Uh, that it doesn't have to be a support network that is specifically bisexual, right? Yeah. If you have a, if you have a running group or maybe a gym or an exercise group that you feel like you can get together with and they'll support you kayaking, bicycling, rock climbing, these are, these activities will have people, groups of people who will support you. And I'm going to say it. The vast majority, the majority of the time, they don't care who you are. They care what you are and that you're doing the activity and you're doing the thing. Yeah. And so if you're struggling around that, you don't have to tell them or come out to them or anything, but you can tell them that you're not feeling well and they'll rally around you. I will say people who exercise rally better than anybody else out there, even better than the queer community, I'm going to say. 
And if you are struggling, they're the first group that I would probably look to. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. Yeah. And if you don't exercise, well, maybe, you know, that's, that, like you said, it's a good way to start, right? Yes, I'm. And you feel better about it. I guess I'm well supported. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, so then if your partner is positive about it, then this is great. So then the question is, do you want to bring your partner along the journey with you? So if you're, if you, if you feel like you're bisexual, pansexual, whatever, or, and your partner is, is heterosexual, do you bring them with you so that you can learn about it together or do you not? And if you do, you can, like we've already said, you can find groups, you can find books to read to one another or audiobooks to listen or, hey, podcasts to listen to and then discuss and have those as open discussion points that you can both sort of consume and then digest. Yeah. And as you're doing those types of things, the other thing to consider, particularly if you have kids and family and busy schedules, is what are you going to invest your time into? Because if you're reading books and things you may not have before, if you're going to any kind of group events, if you want to start participating in local pride events, every all of that takes up time. Yes. And so it, then it's a balance of, you know, what did you do with your time before? What do you want to do? And what's more important? So that's another discussion to have with your partner as well. If particularly, especially if they're supportive and they're doing this with you, then it is, you know, how, how much of this do we really want to go down the path of and, and take, how much time do we want to invest in it? and do different things. And what, what kind of time do we want that to be? Like I said, is it books? Is it podcasts that it's quiet time at home? Is it going out to events? Is it something else? Um, but you know, it's all part of the discussion and the journey and that obviously can change as, as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. And so then if you decide not to come out, let's say you decide not to come out to your partner, even if you decide not to come out to anyone, how do you find support? I find that is absolutely okay. And you can find support in Again, most likely the one of, I'm going to say a couple of ways, most likely the online community, that's going to be your safest space. Mm -hmm. You can create your own new persona in Facebook or whatever, and now you're a new you and you can join these groups and just see it sort of on the sly. You can, with the new iOS uh, 16, you can have different wallpapers. Mm -hmm. And so you could have your own by flag wallpaper that only you see. Right. You can control how you consume it mm-hmm. or see it, I guess. Or if you want to still be amongst those people, you can stand up and say, I want to be an active ally. I want to march in Mardi Gras. I want to mm-hmm. support people who can't support themselves, which actually might also be you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to many of these groups. You don't have to be bisexual or you don't have to be anything to do to do, to show support and show allyship. Yeah. All you have to do is be present and be there. And just by helping other people and listening to other people that will in turn help you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as always, I think a a counselor is a good thing and a therapist. Yeah. And I'm going to say if your partner, if you decide not to come out and you tell your partner that you want to help somebody and they say, no, I don't think you should. (laughs) That is when you really need to start looking for a new partner. Uh, I, Reevaluate the relationship. Reevaluate the relationship yeah. at that point. Like, so if you say, hey, I want to help the queer community because I think that they're mistreated and your partner goes, mm, but are they? <laughs> That's when I, I, I say maybe we should talk about counseling. Yes. Yes. So one of the things that happens and we see it happen in spaces is fighting biphobia and people saying, am I queer enough? 
So, I mean, and in, in, in some spaces, and I think this is just finding the space that's right for you and finding a space that's as accepting as you want it to be, as accepting as you need it to be. But in some spaces that we've seen, people will say that if you're bisexual in a heterosexual presenting relationship, that you're not queer enough. But then by the same token, if you're in a homosexual presenting relationship, they'll say the same thing. So then the question is always like, what is queer enough? And some people will say that, oh, if you're bisexual, then you need to be, you know, you have to be polyamorous, which is not true. There's many, many monogamous couples out there who are bisexual or where one person is bisexual and the other one is not. So I guess, you know, that's another question is, is that we get sometimes is, are all bisexuals poly? And yeah. the answer is no, <laughs> no, they're not. Um, that That's one way to be bisexual, but it's not all of them. And I think for us, we very much separate the relationship side of things and the bisexuality. Yeah. I mean, that's the quick, that, I, I always hate that too, because it's like, people are like, oh man, that's not a cake. That's a cheesecake. And that's more of a tort or a pie. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. It's a, under the umbrella of dessert. And queer is a great word that had a really rough history. Check our history, uh, our etymology episodes mm-hmm. has a really rough history, but it is an all encompassing umbrella mm-hmm. of bi, poly, kink, uh, homosexual, whatever you want. The all of us, we're all queer. And so, I, you, if somebody says to you, "I don't think you're queer enough," or asks you the question, "Are you queer enough?" You have my authority to look at them and say, oh, I didn't realize that you were the queer police <laughs> or ask them, define queer enough. What is queer enough? Yeah. What Define queer. And the whatever their answer is, they're going to be wrong uh, if they're questioning you. And I put it out there right now that if you feel like you are queer, you are queer. It doesn't mean it can mean gender queer, relationship queer. It can talk about kink. It can talk about what you are attracted to sexually, romantically, or it can define you in any way that you allow it to define you. Yeah. Yeah. And for us, you know, we do consider ourselves to be poly as well, but that's not the case for many people. But at the same time, we know straight couples who are ethically non-monogamous, right? Yes. And so, so yeah, so to me, the relationship paradigm, that structure is different than sexuality, but it still all comes under the queer umbrella. Yeah. And and if you're one of those folks that questions that word queer, I will very much caution you to think very hard before you call people out. And I always go back to the fair day, probably four or five years ago, that Angela and I were walking into fair day holding hands. And if you don't know what fair day is, it's the big uh fair marketplace that happens a festival yeah yeah, right before or right as mardi gras it's sort of the the hallmark start of of mardi gras here in sydney Mm -hmm. the pride festival and we're holding hands and this young lady i'll say in front of us she was probably in her late teens early 20s kind of looked at us looked at her friend rolled her eyes and said the problem with fair day is all the straight people that come to fair day and At that time, I really didn't have the presence of mind to be sharp enough to come back at her. But I think it's important that you realize that all you're seeing is a fucking snapshot of any Mm -hmm. person or couple or group that you see at any given time. You know so very little about them. And if you make these broad assumptions based on what you can see, 
that is a huge loss. You are a fool and an asshole and quite possibly a cunt. <laughs> there you go. I said it. I'm sorry. It's truth. Yes. But <laughs> when you when you look at biphobia as well, though, it, it can be difficult to fight that because especially depending on how open you are and how out you are in different spaces, like, you know, I mean, I would say even we do it from time to time, but you're you'll play up or play down partners of the same or different gender, right. depending on the situation. Um, and I'll say I do just that. But it's not depending on the situation. It's depending on my absolute mood. Mm. There are times that I very much show affection to my male-bodied partners more than I do my female-bodied partners. And there's times it's the other way around. Mm. For me, it's just the, unfortunately, it's just how the chemistry is working in yeah. my head at the time. Yeah, but I think for a lot of people, it is situation dependent, right? It's, it's who's yeah. around and, and what space are they in? And, you know, where, where are they going to, where are they going to show affection to, or who are they going to show attraction to? Yeah. And absolutely. On. And I've seen, I, I have, I understand that. And even admitting that there's been a recent time that Leo and I were in a location that while walking down the street, we didn't really, we didn't hold hands mm -hmm. and we didn't do a lot of PDA just because of where we were. We were in yeah. a much more rural town and it was like, this is probably a better idea for us to. We can still be close and, and intimate, but we're, let's not rub it in people's faces yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. So I totally un uh, understand that. Definitely. Yeah. But I do think it's important to have differently gendered bisexual couples visible, particularly yes. in media and things, because otherwise, how do people know that it's a possibility? Yeah. I would say more so in media, but even in local communities and, and in small ways, because, you know, who do you see and, and do you want to, if you're able to be a role model for someone, then I feel like. You should, yeah. you know, just because having that visibility then shows that it's okay that it exists and that it's an option. And like, I, you know, when I was learning about bisexuality, like I said, I didn't even know it was an option. So I think having, seeing the different ways that bisexuality can exist and the what different ways that it can look is, is a good thing. Yeah. And honestly, regarding Angela and myself, you fucking should be biphobic. We'll hit on you. We'll hit on your partner. We'll hit on your mom and dad, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your grandma. I've been thinking about your grandma, your grandpa, and your kids. Like, as long as they're of legal age and consenting. We will fucking hit on them. So be biphobic. We're coming after your family. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I get angry sometimes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and on that note, should we take a commercial break? You betcha. <laughs> You looking for a game to play? Of course you are. We're all looking for games to play. Who doesn't love games? And you know who loves the games the most? Curious Humans, which is why CuriousHumansGame.com is definitely the place that you should go. You can pick up their base game and a bunch of their expansions. They've got a lot of great expansions like Morbid Humans and Kinky Humans. It's fun, fun stuff. When you do, use checkout code by the by that's b-y-t-h-e-b-i you will get your game at 10 percent off that's right and that's a special gift from us here at checkout code by the by b-y-t-h-e-b-i all right angela mm -hmm. i want a country and a um mode of transportation netherlands bicycle Okay, <clears throat> this is a formal apology for everybody who lives in the Netherlands or rides bicycles because <laughs> I know very little about either of you. <laughs> Hello, I'm glad you rode on by on your 
two-wheeled bicycle. And you know what else is by me. If you want to have something sexy to play with and you're in the Netherlands, that's right. All you sexy folks in the Netherlands, I see you with your poppy festivals, your wooden shoes, and your cute little dresses. Mm. Oh, and I think you wear lederhosen, but I don't know that for sure. But still, I love the Dutch. And sometimes I like a double Dutch. And you too can do a double Dutch by going to adamandeve.com. Go to adamandeve.com, put something in your box, your sexy wooden shoe box, and you will get that item at 50% off. You'll also get extra items thrown in to play with. You will also, also get six videos on demand. And you will also, also, also get, and this is the best part, especially if you're from the Netherlands, free shipping. That's right, worldwide free shipping at adamandeve.com. So get your little shoes on, get your little dress on, put your hair up in pigtails, go sniff a couple of poppies, and get on your bicycle and go straight to, well, a computer so that you can get on adamandeve.com and use checkout code by the by. That's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. Thank you to all of our listeners, both of you. We see you in the Netherlands. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And you can touch my Netherlands whenever you want. Adamandeve.com. Um, also, I'm going to, for those two people in the Netherlands, I'm going to go ahead and correct you. It's not a poppy festival. It's a tulip festival. Fuck. Fucking fuck. Where's the poppies? Where's the poppy festival? I don't, I don't know. Well, you know what? If you're from the <laughs> Netherlands, I got two lips you can kiss. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've got four. <laughs> you, you do. You sure, sure do. I'm sorry. That was a hard one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, so moving right along. And so I feel like you touched on this a little bit earlier, but we're going to talk about it anyway again, just to kind of run through collectively in one space on the podcast. I love it. So if you are bisexual and you're in a straight presenting relationship and you're looking for either to be an ally or you're looking for others in the community or you're just you know trying to figure out like, how can I show my sexuality? How can I express it? How can I show allyship if that's the path I decide to go down? How do you know someone is bisexual? What signals do you look for? And like you said before, you know, you can be loud, proud. You can 
breakthrough assumptions and and so you you might think that like we have to be loud for for people to take us seriously and for people to know and for people to get it because maybe they won't get it if if I just try to do it subtly. I mean, they probably will. You never know. Depends on where you are. But you might think that you have to be like out loud and proud and that's not necessarily the case. There's other ways that you can show your sexuality. That's right. The secret handshake. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Uh, it is interesting because like, I think that because you used loud many times in that huh? sort of, and, and I, I mean loud, like not just words, yeah, but dress you and mean expression. presentation, yeah, expression, which, but yeah, expression, perfect way to put it. But I think what's important to remember about that is loud to some is quiet to many. Oh, fair. And so I often think about, I often think about things like this, right? Cause it's something that is near and dear and important to me. And I think that you can, you can signal to other people that you either support them or are one of them in very, very simple ways. And again, it comes back to even like color combinations, uh, something on your desk, maybe the, the lock screen on your phone, the, the, a shirt that you wear, a pin or badge that you wear, mm -hmm. things that many people will never see, but those who see it will clearly understand it yeah. and hear it. And I think. That's what's important about, I guess, about coding and messaging. And when I say coding, I mean the, the queer coding, C-O-D-I-N-G, not C-O-A-T-I-N-G, which <laughs> is different, but still. Like, you, you would never know, that, to answer your question, you would never know somebody's bisexual unless they say, I am bisexual. Yeah. And I, I, I think back to a moment in, the, in our secret spot where I watched a woman get fucked from behind while she went down on a woman and then later claimed that she wasn't bisexual, which cool. She doesn't identify as bisexual. Clearly her acts say otherwise, Suggest, but yeah. if she doesn't identify as it, eh, I, I'm the, I can't say uh, 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 you definitely are <laughs> bisexual. Um, but I think that unless somebody says it, you would never, you will never know. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to the don't judge what you don't know mentality and advice. But I, there's just many ways that you can say I'm bisexual without using those words yeah. or yeah. using any words. Yeah. And depending on what circles you're in and what spaces that you're in as well, some people will in, in other communities, some people will say, you know, oh, well, you're actually just gay or it's just a phase or you're just exploring. And again, it, it's up to you as to how much you may want to correct them or not. And is it even worth it or is it just better to let them have their assumptions? And the one side of me says that, no, you should absolutely correct them. But then again, it's, it's how much work does that take and how, how exhausting is that for you? And do you have the energy to do so? Yeah, but you can do that, I think, in a very easy manner by people don't like to be asked questions. It's true. So if somebody says you can't be because you ask them, I don't understand. Why not? And whatever their answer is, it's going to be stupid, I promise you. But if they tell you you can't be what you want to be or think you are because they know better than you do, just kind of go down that path of they don't know better than you do because you're you and only you know you and also only you can prevent forest fires, but other things. And also you pushing back and, and asking questions of them makes them uncomfortable, makes yeah. them more vulnerable. So then it, it really turns the tables on them. Yeah, who made you the boss? Or And if, if you're not that confident in, in calling somebody out and saying who made you the boss say, where did you learn that? Mm -hmm. You know, because maybe you might be looking for references kind of thing. 
But also, again, it goes back to, as, you know, as you ask questions and, and call people out on things that it just increases that visibility, at least. And some people are, will actually think about it and some people won't. We know that some people will never change their minds. And if they say bisexuality doesn't exist, point them to our podcast. Um, huh, the things that I could show them. <laughs> yeah. And so, you, you know, you talk about people asking questions and, and saying that, it, you know, you're either you're not enough or how do you know, or how do you know it's just not a phase, that kind of thing. And ultimately one of the things that we see from time to time is that people think they need to know what your sexual actions are to prove that you're bisexual. They think that, Oh, you have to have had a relationship with people of different genders in order to prove that you're bisexual. And first of all, they, they don't need to know anything about your sexual sex life and your history and, and who you've been with, who you haven't been. They really don't even need to know who you're attracted to because ultimately it comes down to you defining you. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to the, the Robin Oaks definition of, you know, it can be attraction. It doesn't mean that you have to have a relationship. And I think that's the hardest thing is, is just dealing with people's thoughts and assumptions and queries about who you are as a person based on their perception of what bisexuality looks like. Yeah. And look, I'm going to also add to the whole, when people make jokes that are inappropriate, you can always just play dumb and go, I don't get it. Why is that funny? Yeah. And that often will sort of fix that problem. I've used that many times. Like, I don't get it. And then Mm -hmm. boy, people backpedal and start shutting up really quickly. So, but to more to your point, Angela, is that people I'm always amazed at how much people want to know about my sex life when I'm like, dude, listen to the podcast. Um, (laughs) When I'm like, when, when really it is nobody's business Mm -hmm. who you fuck or who you're attracted to or what porn you watch. And if that is how they define you based on your actions, that is a really, I think that's a little more telling of them than anything. Um, You know, actions are important, but intent is just as important if not more important, I think, than, than the action itself. Yeah. And then just to, I know, I know we're kind of running out of time here, so we might continue this discussion a little bit further later, but just to kind of go back and kind of take a, a full circle view of this is, you know, I think ultimately what you need to do is, is if you feel like you're bisexual and you're in a straight presenting relationship, then what do you need to do for yourself? Do you, who do you need to come out to? Who needs to know to what degree, what kind of support do you need to take care of yourself and, and your mental health and make sure that you're okay? Do you have any kind of internalized biphobia yourself that you need to deal with? Because I would say that many of us do. And then, yeah, just kind of start to think about your life overall and, and think about who's supportive, who's not, what do you need and who do you need to maybe take a step away from? You know, if you've got friends, acquaintances, people that are or like you were talking about before, making comments or making jokes and things that just aren't quite right. And if you say something to them and then they still don't really get it, then maybe you need to take a break from those people for a little while just for your own mental health. Yeah. So I think you need to kind of think about that. And if you're looking for community, obviously there's a lot of spaces online. There will be local groups and things like that. You can even look to like gay bars or like I know there are some lesbian groups here in Sydney again depending on where you are there may or may not be like bi-specific groups but find queer spaces and you know seek those spaces out seek out people in the queer community even if it's not specifically a bi-focused event or bi-focused place 
sometimes you'll see gatekeeping. And so you'll see, you know, people saying that, oh, you know, you don't belong here because blah, blah, blah. We do see that very much within the communities just as well as outside of. You must be at least this queer to ride this ride. Yeah. Which is bullshit. (laughs) That is correct. But you, you will see it. I mean, and it goes into how, how strong you are of a person. Like I'm happy to go into those spaces and and just be me and be openly bisexual. I think it's more just, just kind of putting it out there and, and trying to encourage acceptance in all circles. And that's both within the queer community and without the queer community. Yeah. And the only thing I would add to all of that is that I honestly think that coming out is as important as you make it. Mm. I don't think that it is a make or break for queerness. However, I think that the best thing that anyone can do in the queer community is support others in the queer community. Yeah. So it's don't make coming out about you make coming out about others and then and being an ally and being an ally. And like, you don't have to be the one that stands on the mountain and screams or the one that holds the flag or the one that shines the light. You need to be the one that holds the umbrella, the one that builds the protective walls and the one that arms yourself against others so that you can protect those who may not have the capability or resources to protect themselves. And you can do that Mm. no matter where you are, whether you're at home, whether you're at the office, whether you're at a pub or bar or whatever. And you do that by standing up for those who can't speak for themselves because they're either not safe to do so or when they aren't around to do it. So I think that that anymore, I think that's for me, the takeaway from all of this is, and I realize that a lot of this podcast has been about coming out for individuals, but I don't think anymore. I don't think you have to, I think it is more important to create safe spaces for others to come out because when we start doing that, when all of us, no matter what our, our sexuality is, no matter what our gender or relationship style is, when we start creating safe spaces for others to come out, someday we'll be able to come out ourselves yeah. and we don't, we don't have to come out to do that. But it's also about, you know, potentially even coming out as a couple, whether you both identify as bisexual or not, but coming out to say, hey, we're on this journey together. This is something we want to explore together and we want to see what this looks like. And, and it, you know, can it be creating spaces like that for others as well. But it's taking your partner on that journey with you can some people probably won't even think about your sexuality if you're in a heterosexual presenting relationship, right? Because everybody makes assumptions. But again, creating spaces like that and and taking your partner on the journey, I think is is really a lot of the fun because you've picked this partner for a reason. They've picked you for a reason. And we are not static throughout life and our relationships aren't static. And I really hope that we're on this ride together, you know, for as long as we can. But explore it together. And it's, it's to think about coming out both yourself, but also think about coming out as a couple within your circle, your community, et cetera, as needed, as time allows, and, you know, as you can. But I like what you say about, you know, creating spaces for others too, and then that may allow you to down the road as well. Yeah. And one more plug for our Discord group. It is a safe space. It's a wonderful space for anybody who wants to have a chat. And all you have to do is support us for as little as two bucks a month. You you can, uh, 50 cents a week, folks. You can uh, support us and be part of our Discord chat. They're lovely humans. So, and we love them all. All yeah, of them. Yeah. Um, 
let's wrap this up. We will continue on in the future with stuff uh, along this same kind of line because this is good stuff. If you want to reach out to us and chat with us, please email us the atoms of love at gmail.com or you can hit us up on any of our socials. We are at by the by podcast on Facebook, on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, you can check us out on our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. You can see where we're going to be if you go to our events page, or you can reach out to us and speak to us through the website via the contact page. Thank you so much for everybody who has made it this far. And uh, Angela, any last thoughts from you? Just want to say thank you. Thank you. Go be good people. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 